Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Ha! The rock playing the smackdown. The rock says, the rock says, the rock says, the rock says, know your role and shut your mouth. All right, welcome back. Here we go. Uh, Morse Code Podcast. Got a good one today. Uh, of course, I'm here. Soap Dog's in the building. Soapy, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Just woke up from Great. another nap. Outstanding. Um, but today is a special day. It is not just the two of us. We are joined by a living legend, one of my best friends, one of the hardest working men in show business, uh, Jad Namani, Jad on the radio. The man, the myth, the legend, Jad is here with us. Jad, what's up, brother? How are you? How are you doing this evening? I feel like I need to write your next mortgage check and put it in the mail. Damn, dude, that was a lot of fluff. Thank you. Very yes. living and very legendary. Yeah, still, <laughs> very still living, living, very legendary. Le- yep. Legendary is pretty loose. Mm. Loose legends. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, cool, but Jad, thanks for joining us, man. Um, Jad is on. Jad is. I don't even know where to start with all the things you got going on. Why don't you kind of um, tell us a little bit about yourself? Tell us everything you have going on right now with with your Spotify station and everything. Um, I'll let you kind of kick it off from there. Yeah. So uh, I've I've been in radio, which is why Dan said Jad on the radio. Uh, I've been in radio for a while uh, since I graduated college back in the day. Um, but you know, things things change, pal, uh, and companies yes. go different ways, and I find myself. Um, on the beach is what we call uh, people working in radio who are out of a job for the for the temporary. Mm. Um, so, you know, and obviously, if you're going to get laid off, this is one of the worst times to do it. Not necessarily. Well, I mean, obviously, monetarily wise, but uh, just it's way too much free time since we're all stuck at home anyway, pretty much. Uh, so, yes, um, I kind of just you were talking about a Spotify station. I wanted to kind of stay, you know, with hopes that I would get another gig and, and, you know, I didn't want to get rust on or whatever. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to stay in the game and I just, I wanted to do something too, because there's only so many shows you can binge watch and only so many of the crappy movies that are free on demand that you can go through before you're sick of those two. And only so many video games you can play. Mm-hmm. I just, I wanted to do something different. Um, so I, I tried like as best possible to make kind of a radio station out of a, uh, a playlist on Spotify where, you know, I would talk in between some songs, which, was fun and sounded cool at first, and then midway through, I realized that if, if you aren't a premium subscriber on Spotify, if you just do the, the free, which is cool, I mean, Spotify free is freaking awesome, uh, yeah. it, it scrambles the entire playlist, so it, it it wasn't really doing what I wanted it to do, so I ended up uh, I ended up kind of just starting up my own uh, internet station. Uh, I've had a ton of help from people that I used to work with, the engineer that I used to work with, the dude that hired me in uh, in Portsmouth. Um, and oh, wow. yeah, so it, it's been, That's it's crazy. been pretty fun. He's actually one of the voices on the station, the the guy that hired me, Jeff. And then, um, one of the former engineers there, uh, another dude named Jeff, but we call him Graves. Uh, his, it helped me nice. so much in like getting all this up and running and everything. So it's, it's pretty cool. And you know, it's, it's, it's fun to kind of, I don't, a lot of radio stations stick to a format, like, a, you know, whether it's just strictly top 40 or country or like rap and hip hop. If you hear bells nonstop ringing, 
My dog mm-hmm. apparently has to take the biggest piss of his life, and uh, that's his way of saying, hey, I got a piss, but he can hold it. Uh, so if you're okay. wondering why there's random friggin' Santa bells in the background. Um, but I was yes. wondering that. I didn't yeah. know if you were like recording, because we're not using video to be fully transparent with our audience. I, di- I didn't know, and I'd, correct me if this sounds ignorant, I didn't know if you were recording from like the North Pole um, uh, or like a mall with like one of the Santa like yeah, sceneries or something like that. Sophie, I didn't know if you were assuming the same thing. Well, I, I was out the same bells that I'm wearing when I need to go. So all good here. Nah, that's true. That's true. Very confusing. I was, but I was trying to remind Soap to uh to take a squeeze real quick. So mm. got you. Got you. Industry well, trick. reminders are always welcome. Yep, that yeah. is one of the old radio adages. Um so really cool to see um uh kind of you know art imitating life um when it comes to when it comes to the the old radio bells in uh, yeah. time to take a piss. So very good exactly. stuff there. So but no for real man that even when you started like that Spotify playlist, that was pretty dope. Like I've, I've never seen anything like that. Um, how did you kind of come across that idea or even realize that was something you could do? I just like, I was sitting there like, I don't know. I knew that Spotify would be good. So the whole thing is like, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something where I wouldn't get sued for like breaking, you know, broadcasting laws and everything. Cause there's copyrights on songs and stuff. And there's certain like, entities that um take care of licensing and everything so i wanted to Mm -hmm. try to do something where i wouldn't have to worry about that um and spotify just seemed awesome and i could have i could have picked anything really um where you can make a playlist and kind of control it but i had done some research and saw that you could kind of you can upload podcast episodes into spotify um as part of a playlist so i was like if i kind of record my talk breaks as episodes i can you know, include them in the playlist mm-hmm. and try to put them in order. And I mean, it was, it was super jankety, but, uh, I mean, it, it was, yes. you know, at least it was a kind of a place to start. And, oh, I was saying, you know, a lot of people, a lot of stations do just one format, but I wanted to try to capture all of them to make it, you know, I wanted to cast a, a wide net. So there's, there's alternative rock songs on there. There's hip hop songs on there. There's top 40 songs. There's country songs. There's, um, you know, like you're more, your mom listens to, we call it hot AC and the biz, but it's, mm. yeah, I just, I kind of wanted to try to use my skills that, you know, I've kind of gotten a grasp of from programming mm-hmm. stations throughout the years to, to try to do something different and also really just keep myself from going a little crazy. So, yeah, for sure. Um, that's kind of how we kind of got started with this too. Um, just like, you know what I mean? Just now, I think now's a good opportunity as any, to really just experiment with stuff like this. And that's why I think it's so cool. I think like, you know, maybe there's a lot of people who have always wanted to do something like that, who a, they don't know how to do it from a technical standpoint, or maybe they're just uncomfortable putting themselves out there and, and kind of broadcasting this stuff. Now, of course you have a bigger audience and a bigger network than most people. Um, but it is, I think one kind of silver lining we've taken from this whole stay at home COVID-19 stuff is people have a lot more time on their hands to do some of the more creative stuff like this, like what we're doing, what you're doing. Um, so it's really, really dope to see someone else kind of, kind of take the reins on it. And obviously, I mean, you're, you know, doing a lot more than most people. Um, cause that, that kind of segues a little bit into kind of how you, you, I mean, you changed it up a little bit, obviously, right. You, you have, you've kind of expanded it a little more with the whole, um, kind of new website and stuff. So why, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you have going on with the, the jabroni network and all that stuff right now? 
Yeah, so the first, before this was even a thing, I don't know, over a mm-hmm. year ago, uh, a couple of my buddies yeah. recorded a, a wrestling podcast, which, I mean, I've been in and out of wrestling, watching it, you know, kind of throughout my life, but um, they wanted me on at one point because they needed a third guest or whatever, so I hopped on, and then it just kind of became a regular thing, and, you know, it just became... They they had a third jabroni and the third jabroni left, so I became the third jabroni. Wow. It's just kind of been yeah, it's been it's been us for like I don't know over a year. But I was sitting there just trying to think of like what to call the station because I didn't I don't know I just wanted something different and outside the box. So we'll, we'll time just, out. Jabroni jabroni is one of the greatest words of all time. Um, I think that's kind of a give. Shout out shout out Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Um, what up, DJ? I think. Yeah, what up, DJ? Anything with jabroni in front of it is just going to sell itself. Um, of course, anything on top of that is just gravy. So that that's kind of a no-brainer. But um, what was the name of your guys' wrestling podcast? Uh, sure it's the, it's a Three Jabronis podcast. So nice. that's kind of where that came from. And I was like, oh, why don't I uh, why don't I just call it like Jabroni Radio? And I was just like, whatever. Because it, like, it wasn't I've, – I've never, I've never really wanted to be – if this thing blows up and and this is like my new career, that's cool. But I just kind of wanted it as something to have fun with and and yep. not pass the time, but just like keep my skills. Like you don't want to be you don't want to be like a pitcher sitting there like for forty five minutes in between innings when you pitch, right? You don't want to get cold. You want to stay loose. You want to stay warm. You want to stay in the zone. Yep. And that's what I want to try to do. Like as I'm waiting for the world to reopen and hopefully I I land my next gig. Um, totally. Yeah, but, totally, man. I, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, so you were. Kind of, I didn't know that about the podcast. So you weren't originally part of the three. And no, then you, no. Wow. It was this guy so, Russell, and then I guess like he just he couldn't commit anymore. They had me fill in for him one week, and then he was back yeah. on the next week. They had me fill in for him again, and then and then I just kind of stuck around. So we just nice, the three dude. of us clicked. Class, and classic Wally Pip coming. situation. Dude, oh, yeah. classic. Yeah, classic. You know what they say, Jaddy you know, Pip. Ne- Next to Brony up, you got to <laughs> yeah, go at all times. Jad is basically, I mean, the Tom Brady of the podcast uh, universe. Yep. Wait, in so front I, of him goes down. Jad sees an opportunity. He steps in, and it's been history ever since. Amazing yeah. story. That's uh, there we he, go. Ne- he never looks back. I I actually do have a quick question, Jad. So oh, just Jesus. to clarify, so this website is separate. You cut out during that whole question. What? Say that again, Soap? Yeah, this uh, this website is separate from the Spotify thing, right? Yeah, the, I don't do the Spotify thing anymore. If okay. what I may do, so I host uh, four hour long shows throughout the day. So I do it at like seven a.m., eleven a.m., three p.m., and seven p.m. All like those are just one hour shows. Um, what I may do is because I still have like Jabroni Radio set up as a podcast on Spotify, so I may. At some point, you know, try to record my show and then post it on there just as like a kind of a replay. But the, I don't really touch the Spotify thing anymore. So what I did was uh, uh, Graves, the engineer that I was talking about earlier, had turned me on to a program where it, it runs like like software that I was used to using at like actual radio stations. So mm. after, you know, getting used to that and uploading a stupid amount of music and, you know, deciding just uh, – figuring out ways to be able to actually get it streamable. Um, I got like, got it streaming, got it on. And then since, you know, there's jabroni radio and then I'm on the three jabronis podcast, I was like, why don't we kind of like make it a network? I was talking to the guys and I'm like, why don't I just like 
get a website called jabronynetwork.com and you know we can link up to the station and link up to the podcast there because it's you know it can be like all things jabroni so that's that's where the jabroni network came from but yeah it's the, the player for the station lives right there like you know it auto plays or you have to hit a play button as soon as you pop on and you can also link on over to uh listen to the podcast so whatever you're there for you know you, you can do it either either jabroni thing sweet that's dope man um so cool so speaking of jabroni and wrestling um we're gonna talk some wrestling today i've been looking forward to this for a while so jad is probably going to be our go-to wrestling expert um jad you were a former wwe wrestler yourself correct i just want to make sure i did my research right uh yep i was and i'm also uh, a a former manager of a of a tag team champion (laughs) That's incredible. Um, that's incredible. I actually read on Wikipedia dark pages that there was a time when you were actually your own manager and your own tag team partner. Um, I think it was the summer of 1994. Correct me where I'm wrong. Yeah, they called me the one man gang. Oh, that's cool. That's a pretty dope name. Uh, very fitting. But no, for real, I think um, I think this will be fun. So let, let's dive right into it. One thing I kind of wanted to transition from that I think is interesting that maybe you can kind of help us out with here. Now, I'll be honest. I don't really follow as much current wrestling. I'd say since, God, I don't know, maybe like two or three years since I've really been kind of watching it somewhat consistently. I knew Soapy and I are more, you know, we're all in a similar age group. I was more of a, you know, big attitude era kid, you know, mid, late 90s. Um, even like the the golden era and the early 90s, things like that. But one thing I found interesting about the current wrestling, and correct me if I'm wrong, seriously, they are still running live shows right now right without an audience without fans yeah and it's the most it's like i have i admit weird like i it's just painfully slow sometimes if you have yeah so raw's a three-hour show that that airs every monday night in fact yeah and the fact no fans yeah the fact that they even still do three-hour shows let alone before this way before (laughs) this way before coronavirus was even a thing like the fact that they were running three-hour long shows made people bored because it's just it's tough to keep people's attention when you're trying Shit. to fill three hours. You put out some crap, so along with some good stuff. But it, man, it just it would drag and multiply that by like at least you had some kind of audience. Like you know they're getting into it, so it kind of interests you more. But when mm-hmm. when it's literally an empty, it's basically an empty gym. Like you hear echoes <laughs> of everything. It's like oh god, this is painful. Man. No no pop whatsoever. Pop no. popless arenas. Yeah, dude, completely. There's I don't know if you heard of the, the new organization that started like back in October, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, but they yes. they're doing the same thing. They're still putting on live ish shows. I mean, there's some stuff that's mm-hmm. pre recorded, but for the most part, yes. it's all live. But they actually they have wrestlers at least, you know, in the front row, scout, you know, socially distanced. Oh, that's kind of cool. You know, yeah, so cool. it's kind of neat, like seeing them act as fans, and at least there's some sort of crowd noise and. You know, they interact with a match going on, not necessarily like interrupting it, like for a, a disqualification, but just, you know, they, they act like smack talking fans and it's kind of cool. But yeah, I mean, WWE is just complete silence and it's like, oh, I saw yeah. that clip of well, uh, Gronk, which was uh, uh, six weeks ago. But yeah, a clip of Gronk in his fight. And I only saw probably like a, a 10 or 20 second highlight. And it was so awkward just hearing everything except for an actual crowd. <laughs> Hearing the guys <laughs> grunting and like like their fucking shoes scraping across the mats and stuff, it was so strange. Well, and like, like you, can, you can hear Go the ahead, announcers Jack. in the background sometimes too, so it's just mm. kind of like 
Jesus. <laughs> but yeah, Gronk, they brought Gronk in as um, uh, a guest host for WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. And How's WrestleMania? Was WrestleMania without fans? WrestleMania was, yeah, is without without fans. They they ran it the same way. They've been running like the shows they've done now, but they made it two different nights. Oh, yeah, normally, I remember that. I remember that. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, normally yeah. it can be like an eight, nine, ten-hour broadcast, and then like that's Jesus that's tiring Christ. enough. But oh, if they would have done that with no crowd, it just would have been. Plus, I think they were trying <laughs> to keep the amount of people in the building at once down. But there was yeah, some yeah, stuff yeah. that was pre-taped and all that. But mm. yeah, so they did it two nights and. God, I I love Gronk and good for him. I can't wait to watch him in Tampa Bay. So is but, he doing like he's not like rep, like wrestling? He's like a regular. champion right now. Is he still a twenty four seven champion? Yeah. Do is. you know? Yeah, he hasn't any, had to re- relinquish it yet. <laughs> what happens if he carries that belt into like September? They, I honestly, I almost feel like they're like WWE and NFL are going to kind of, especially since XFL is dead to. again. I yes, feel like they're going to cross brand, cross promote, whatever. They've already yeah. talked about cross dress. Yeah, yeah cro- cross eye, cross leg, cross <laughs> everything, cross <laughs> the arm bar. The cross eye champion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. That's going to be weird as fuck. Uh, um, like, I would I not assume be surprised. They must have something planned. I, they, I mean, it's gotta, it should be in his NFL contract somewhere that he, they don't want him to defend his 24-7 title throughout the season. Either I mean, that or I'm they're going to make him defend it. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure what they'll just do is like they'll do some kind of like just for like a quick media coverage thing. Like they'll have one of the wrestlers like rush the field during a game and like roll him up yeah. for a three count and run off with the title or something. I, I'm. Yeah, I'm picturing like week oh, one God. when Tampa plays New Orleans, having like, uh, oh God, I don't know, like, uh, I just picture like AJ, like a uh, uh, New Orleans like defensive lineman going in, like tackling Gronk, and then just rips off its helmet and it's AJ Styles, <laughs> and then the player next to him rips off his helmet and it's the ref, and they just ping Gronk for three, win the title, walk off, and then just continue the game. I guess that's how the twenty four seven title works. Probably <laughs> business as usual. Um, cool. So shout out Gronk, shout out WWE. The reason I brought it up is I think it is somewhat of a preview of what potentially, you know, we could be seeing with the four major sports, you know what I mean? Once those get back up and running without fans or limited fans or however the fuck they want to do it. Have you guys seen anything about the new, um, proposed like baseball regulations that they're looking, they're looking at to start the season? It's, it's ridiculous. It's insane. Have you seen those? So, um, I, I I have I haven't been paying much attention to it. So give me the it's give like, me a quick rundown. Okay, what I remember, and Jad, you can fill in anything I forget. What I remember hearing is no high fives, no spitting. <laughs> um, no, I'm not kidding. Yeah, um, no, these I remember these now. I think I heard something like if more than two players touch the ball, you need to get a new one. And I'm not a you know rocket scientist here, but pitcher is going to touch the ball, catcher is going to touch the ball. So it's virtually every pitch. Uh, what else? No dipping. There's something else weird. I, dude, I swear, and I'll look this up later. I swear I heard something along the lines of they're trying to keep the benches like limited. So I think I heard like either they're going to be sitting in like the stands or like the, the bullpen is going to be very different than what it is now. Like they're going to be really, really spread out. Um, shout out to Charlie Murphy. Shout out to Charlie Murphy. That is absurd. (laughs) Just the fact Imagine how hard it is. They're so they've been, some guys have been doing this for ten plus years. How hard it's going to be to go through a baseball game without like high fiving or like just 
connecting with another player mm-hmm. for a nine inning game. And then if you do, I don't know, do you just get tossed or do you get like a fine? Did you already say this? I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. Was part of it like no spitting and also no like adjusting or like fucking, yeah, adjusting your jock strap and no stuff? No fucking. Like, you're right there. That <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, but there's no spitting, jock. Right? No spitting is real. Okay. Um, which I don't know how you can control. I mean, some people, you, sometimes you naturally have to do that. But I don't know. I think it's just going to be a shit show either way. At this point, like, I, I, I wouldn't. As much as I want sports to come back, I don't want it to come back like this. Like, that's not going to be enjoyable. Well, like, and how are they going to deal with, like, the clubhouse before they all, co- like, hit the I fields? They- I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be ridiculous. I think, and plus, this is all in a perfect world. You know, once the first case of corona or something hits for any of the sports, it's just going to be all downhill from there. They're not going to be able to do this. So I'm not very confident on sports coming back and making it through a full season. The only one I guess... Well, I don't know. NFL, I guess, still has the longest time to get ready for their appropriate scheduled opener. But NFL might be the hardest. How the fuck do you socially distance playing NFL football? <laughs> like, what are you supposed to do? <laughs> have I them mean, all have face the cards on their happen. helmets? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. You just can't touch other players? So Flag did, football? Hold on. Oh, my God. What if they did flag football? I'd watch that, I guess. Yes, I would. Why I not? Know. I don't know. I, I've got something. a question about the baseball thing now that I think about it. So you said God. they they might possibly have to um what'd you say, like no no more than two people can touch the ball without having to change it out, right? That's what I heard. Okay. Dude, picture a relay throw from like the center fielder and it gets cut don't off have by it gets cut off by the second baseman. So what do you do before he you throws throw- it home? He has to pause and like, and the runner has yeah. to has to pause you between third and home and get a new one. Yeah, yeah <laughs> they just toss it a new ball. What the fuck? I, I don't know. But think, the ump's think... already going to be one person that touches it. So by the time the pitcher touches it, oh. that's a second person. Well, Shit, I was picturing bro. like a Manny Ramirez situation when he cut off Johnny Damon <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, that's what every play would be. Yeah, those plays are dead, dead to rights. Um, so are the players. Yeah. I don't- Head to freaking, I don't know, shout out, shout out Corona Baseball. But again, it's like, even if it comes back, like, even if NBA comes back, NHL, whatever, it's just going to be, you know, what's NBA going to come back and play five games and start the playoffs? Like, no one's going to take that shit seriously. As soon as one person gets sick, as soon as, I don't know, one fan or something, it's just, I don't, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a nightmare. But anyway, I, I just thought it was interesting to see that wrestling. I think UFC is in the same boat. I know they held a card a couple of weeks ago with no fans. Um, I, like I said, it's kind of a preview into what it might look like, but you know, I think we're all in agreement that this current WWE thing with no fans really sucks and, and everything else is probably going to be similar. Um, speaking of that, so Jad, I was talking to you off the show earlier now, Soapy, we've been talking a lot about last dance. Um, that's actually kind of how this whole thing started. That came to an end this past Sunday. Don't want to get too into that. We'll do a separate episode for that, but Chad, you've been trying to catch up to that at all? I think you yeah, said you I think I, uh, I think I finished up the seventh episode, or I'm oh, starting shit. the seventh episode. Oh shit! But yeah, I, it's I cruising crush huh? a ton. Yeah, Damn, son, you're in, <laughs> dude. It's 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 like Phenomenal. reliving my childhood. Like I remembered sitting down. I just got through uh, the 1993 series when mm-hmm. they uh, or the finals when they showed that, and I'm like, I remember sitting on my couch and watching this game and being like, Ah, God, they did it. Spoiler, they three peated. Yeah, but just 
Yeah, man. I, it's it's awesome. It's reliving my childhood. Can we talk about how friggin' solid that soundtrack is? It's, Holy it's, shit. Man. Oh, yeah. yeah. Music's top. It's God. like, yeah, it, it's a per, it's like a beautiful timepiece. Um, and, and the music and, and everything kind of definitely helps helps kind of keep it in line. But I I was thinking more transitioning over. I think one of the stars of the series has been Rodzilla big time. Yeah. And when you you'll see, dude, I think it was the last night, nine and ten. I completely forgot about this kind of or I didn't forget about it. I didn't know this portion of it. So when it goes to the current time, 1998, focusing on the actual last season, they show um, and Soapy fill, fill in where I'm wrong here. What was it between games like three and four or something like that mm-hmm. early on in the jazz series? They show yep, Dennis the Rodman skip. Yeah, no big deal. Skipping Bulls practice. Um, to walk out with Hollywood Hulk Hogan on Monday Night Nitro, beat down Diamond Dallas Page with a chair, fly back, and then play in game four the next day. And that was the ultimate, like, holy shit, was this, what a time to be alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> type of thing to see. Because I remember at that time, I was more into wrestling than I was NBA basketball. So I remember watching it. And, dude, I remember, like, it was my dad or someone came out, uh, did a double take, and he's like, what the fuck? Is that Dennis Rodman? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know that guy? He's like, he's on the fucking Bulls. What is he doing here? And I was like, I don't know. I like him. He's cool. And like, blah, 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 blah. But dude, some of the, some of the Rodman stuff, some of the, you'll, you'll see it, dude, the transition to like, um, doing nitro and stuff. That was, that was awesome because then what they didn't show in the last dance was Carl Malone was just, just as big a part of that. Mm-hmm. Carl Malone was his opponent, right? Yeah. Well, and I was just going to say that too. So there was one, there's one scene in one of the episodes where uh, I think Rodman's on D, Malone's on offense, and they like collide or whatever. They get up, and they're kind of yeah. in each other's faces. I'm like, oh my god, this is a match on Nitro yeah. or like some pay per view years <laughs> yeah, down dude. the line. That was so bizarre because I remember I think that match sucked for the most part, the actual yeah. like wrestling part of it. But dude, those, those promos, those buildups, I wanted to ask you about this as being you know a big wrestling fan. That for me. Personally, I mean, that was peak wrestling for me, like peak attitude era going back to the Monday Night Wars. Like I was probably in like third or fourth grade, dude, just switching back between TNT and USA, Mm -hmm. trying not to miss any miss anything. Um, What was kind of your peak? Sorry with you, Jad, your kind of peak wrestling uh, memories and stuff like that. Uh, it was the same. I mean, I remember yeah. like I remember early on, my dad was always it was like the only sport that he would watch. So, I mean, we like watched it a ton. But like I remember I remember like old school, like Four Horsemen, Ric Flair days and like Dusty Rhodes days. But I also like I think my biggest and most of my memories are the Attitude Hour. Like that was just. Yeah. I mean, it was like, you know, we were like we're the same age range, the same mm-hmm. age group. Like we're coming of age there and we're like, Oh my God, like, Oh, this is so cool. They, I don't know. And then, like you said, flipping back and forth, the Monday night wars were awesome. I mean, we, yeah. I would always catch both of them. I would watch, I think, I think I would watch nitro live. And then the next day after school, I would watch raw with my dad. So it was like, Oh dude, this, it was a good time to be alive. Did you guys watch the show on Saturdays and Sundays where they did like the half hour recap? I think, was it Michael Cole yeah. that did that? I know uh, Todd about. Pettengill, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there was a bunch of people that went through. <laughs> yeah, but they yeah. were they were all like radio people. Like Todd Pettengill was a radio guy. I think. Oh, really? <laughs> he might have just retired. Yeah, but he was in Jersey. But yeah, yeah, no, man. that, yeah, that I was used dope. To watch all that. I well, you nailed it, dude. Like it was the perfect storm of like 
you had you had to like if I was like three years old at the time, I obviously wouldn't understand it. If I was like thirty or forty, I'd be oh, this is whatever, dude. I was like eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old. Like it was perfect. Like they were like, because it wasn't like right. It was like right on the verge of like what I thought was something I might not be allowed to watch. But I usually just watch mm-hmm. it by myself. It's on so late. Like it wasn't like, how can I put this? Like it wasn't like they weren't like saying f bombs and stuff like that. But it was about as close as you could get. Right. And they weren't. It wasn't like porn. But it was like kind of naked chicks and then like DX <laughs> doing like their thing. It so was, was as like, legal softcore as you could get. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And then and then they sprinkled in some wrestling as well. But yeah, that was like the ultimate like water cooler like television thing to do back in the day. Like I remember watching like a good episode of Raw and like not being able to sleep because I was so excited to like go to school the next day and like talk talk to my friends about it. See, so, yeah, yeah, I'd be like I. See, I was more like the kind of I don't know who's in a wrestling here, so I'm kind of, like I knew a couple people, so like we would talk about it. But for the most part, I was kind of like under the radar, like oh, mm-hmm. like I would I wouldn't, and I still won't to this day. Like I won't buy an obvious wrestling shirt. Like I'll buy one like that has a cool design that if you're a fan you can tell, but if you're not a fan, like it kind of goes over your head. Like I mm-hmm. I wore so I lived in Tulsa for a bit, and I wore an outsider nice. shirt, nice. and. You know, wrestling fans knew what it was about, but in Tulsa, they have, like, the movie The Outsiders and The Outsiders House, and they're like, oh, have you seen that movie? Like, where did you get that shirt? And I'm like, oh, yeah, big Outsiders big, guy. Yeah, com- yeah, completely, completely different level. <laughs> Wait, Jed, what's your yeah. um, what's your favorite wrestling uniform or outfit of all time by any old school, current, whatever? Oh, God. Um, I think... I I was always a fan of like the rockers when mm. I was a kid. They like just because they seemed like such rock stars, and they had like the like bright, colorful, and like yeah. the, the streamer armbands. I think I don't yeah, know. I I always cool. dug that. Dan, why would you me? Um, I know what you're gonna say, Soapy, but yeah. I oh, I'm trying to think. Road Warriors were pretty dope at the time with like the shoulder pads and like the spikes. Yeah. I wish they wore those in the actual matches. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. I feel like that'd give them a very, dis- very distinct advantage. <laughs> um, if they could wear shoulder pads with spikes coming out of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think if I had to compare one to my personal style, maybe the Bushwhackers. Just an old, <laughs> gross wife beater in some overalls. Um, cargo what? pants? Cargo uh, no, uh, camo cargo pants. Yeah. Um, I would have pictured know. you as a mankind guy because you're always talking about wearing like <laughs> leather straps on your face and stuff. Well, since I mean, since since the you know World Health Organization started recommending we wear masks out in public, I I just whipped out my mankind mask. Been <laughs> um, getting some awfully awfully odd looks throughout the grocery store. Covers virtually everything but my mouth. Yeah. So I don't really know if it's super practical. Got you a sun though. Yeah, <laughs> or maybe even like the cane mask, which literally covered everything but his mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, probably probably those. Kane's out when Kane first came out. That was pretty. That was pretty dope too. That's like one of the actual, best debuts I think ever. Like an actual like masked mysterious guy. Like Vader wore a mask, but he still talked and like you heard his voice. Mm-hmm. Who else? Who else wore masks really, Jad? Before Kane, mankind, but he he would talk. Yeah, we'll see. Um, like, Kane was the first wrestler I remember who was like, 
I did like I genuinely didn't know if he was like a real like person. You know what I mean? Like I knew these other guys were regular guys as wrestlers. I was like, wow, this guy's actually from fucking hell or something. <laughs> and he's actually Undertaker's brother. Um, I think that's pretty much. Oh, Papa Shango too. Back in the day, he used to scare the piss out of me. Yo, I I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't like. I would have to like. I needed somebody within. I like. I remember distinctly being at my grandparents one time, and I don't know. My grandmother was in the kitchen, and I'm like in the living room in the den watching. I think like superstars or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And they showed Papa like a, a match, and then Papa Shango like lights out. And then, like, he just sets, like, after he beat the dude, he set his boots on fire. And I'm like, what? Between that and, like, the, uh, like, that black oil crap, whatever, that leaked down Ultimate Warrior's Under, face. Ultimate Warrior? Like, nope, yeah. I'm out. I'm out. Like, I needed. <laughs> You're not kicking out of that. Nope. Oh, my God. I used to have you know nightmares. Nightmares, man. Val Venus? Oh, yeah. He's, uh. <laughs> I wish that was my life. Do you no, know who Papa Shango is? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, he was dope. Uh, AKA, um, who he was Godfather. Godfather, right? yeah. And, and who was he in Nation of Domination? Uh, Kama. His, Kama uh, what the Supreme Fighting Machine, Kama yeah. Mustafa. Kama Mustafa, dude, he was dope. <laughs> dude, Nation of Domination was the shit too. I dude, used to, I, I used to love DX was like the fan favorite, but Nation was dope. That was like, that was like not obviously peak rock, but when he first started transitioning out of like that cornier like Rocky Maivia character. Into yeah. like the Rock's leader of the nation, that that was so dope. Weird. Like those that, those feuds with like Ken Shamrock, um, and, and before he kind of, and then like moving on to Triple H, that that was like one of my favorite Rock. Well, that whole that whole like the nation and DX feud overall was like awesome. Man, I I still remember. Uh, God, I think I was on vacation. I'm just telling so many freaking stories, but it's like you just trigger so much mm-hmm. stuff. Like when you're talking yeah. about it. Uh, I was on vacation somewhere. I don't even remember where, but it was the whole, I don't know if you remember or saw like the sketch where DX pretended to be the nation. Yeah. And like, I don't know, they were all dressed as like the rock, uh, triple H was pretending to be the rock and (laughs) Oh God, X-Pac and black. Dude, who who is Owen Hart? Uh, It was this dude, Jason sensation who like, (laughs) he used to do like all these wrestler impersonations. Yeah. That was so good. Yes. Great, great shout out. Um, me being an ignorant 10-year-old kid thinking X-Pac in legit blackface <laughs> stuffing his, like, his clothes to look like a fat Mark Henry <laughs> was very racist, very off-color, um, but at the time, very entertaining for a 10-year-old well, I, I think I was 14, and I was like, oh, my God, this is great, and I didn't even, like, it didn't click for me. No, such a I don't think that clicked until about 10 seconds ago for me. I totally forgot about that. Um <laughs> But Soapy, I'm sorry. You were saying something about costumes and wardrobes and what you used to do when you were a kid. <laughs> oh, but yeah, best costume is Bret Hart. Any combination yeah. of the black and pink, I think, is yeah, like, so yeah. fucking iconic. Um, and yeah. I know he went through like different periods where the suit would be pink and his boots would be black, or vice versa. And then he always had those um, those not aviators, but whatever those fucking like motorcycle glasses that he'd hand to like a kid in the crowd. That was so fucking cool. Um, yeah. I also, feel like, I, like the more pink, the better. Like he had like some all pink. Oh yeah, ice or whatever. Yeah. You call them. Seriously, those were so dope. Yeah, singlets. Yep. Singlets. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Yep. Pardon me. Um, fuck. I hope Brett didn't hear that and I didn't offend him. No, it's uh, all right. He's uh, fine. He's, you know what, dude? You're gonna offend him. We're gonna offend him just because we're talking about him. I feel like he's old and cranky now, but I still love true. him. 
Um, some of those matches, those matches with his brother were so fucking good. Like when uh, they both had like the similar color scheme and stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out R.I.P. Owen Hart. That was insane. Did you guys watch that pay per view? Yeah, I, I thought it was. I, a, I thought it was a ju- I, like I thought it was a storyline. I was convinced, man. So remember when they did? Uh, they had the corporate ministry or whatever, and they had yeah. I don't know, like yeah. the higher power or something. That was scary too. <laughs> Yeah. I I shit you not, dude. Like I was watching this show and I was like, he comes out and I'm like, it's gonna be Owen Hart. Oh my god, it's gonna be an Owen Hart. Like what? Like how? How is it gonna? It's good. I don't know how. Like Owen Hart's dead, but it's gonna be Owen Hart, and I'm gonna lose my shit. Like I can't handle this yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. I didn't. I didn't think it was real. Until well, I don't remember. They didn't. Like, did you actually see him? I thought they came back from like a commercial or something. Yeah, so what the, they were yeah. they were hyping up his Matt. I think it was against, I think it was against the Godfather. He was Blue Blazer, right? Yep. And so he was going to come down from the top of the rafters because that was his thing. Um, and they were showing the promo package before right. like they got to the match. Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. guess during the promo package is when he was getting ready to do his entrance, and he thought he was clipped, but he wasn't. And he ended up. I think they said it was like friggin' fifty feet. He fell, and when he landed. He hit his head on like the the metal pole of the turnbuckle, so yeah. that was just bad news bears. But they like they had the camera on. Um, uh, it was Jr. and yeah, uh, yeah. was the king, whoever else. But like yeah, I remember had that. the camera on them the whole time, and then you know they just kind of went on, and they were like, ah, there's been an accident. Uh, you know, Owen Hart has to go to the hospital. Blah 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 blah. And then they came back, right. and he was like, yeah, uh, Owen Hart has died, and I'm like. That's insane that they still continued the pay-per-view. Yeah. Like, like those guys how? were able to continue. That's like literally going to work, having a colleague die at lunch, and then just like finishing the rest of your day. <laughs> like yeah. nothing happened. Dude, completely. That's insane. Sophie, have you ever been in a situation like that? Uh, no, not that I can think of. Um, well, we're all work from home. But like back when you were in – I hope it didn't happen when you were in work yeah. from home. Can you imagine it happened? No, let's not. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, shout, Easy shout Danny, um, yeah, that was fucking crazy. Um, yeah. I, was, I didn't believe it though until I saw it on the news, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, well, it's, it's legit. Well, that's the thing about wrestling, dude. It's hard. Like I mm-hmm. remember, remember the Chris Benoit thing too. Oh, it's god. like this is because okay. Here's another one that just came to me. Compare that to, and I saw this on WWE Network or on YouTube or something. And I totally forgot about it. Do you remember the storyline, the feud between Big Boss Man and? big show oh with his father dude he went to his father's funeral <laughs> like stole the casket. the casket drove away oh, and i'm God. watching this i'm like what like if this is like an act which i i'm sure it is because yeah, i don't know yeah. why he would allow a wwe camera crew at his father's wake <laughs> this is fucking like this is you know to start i'm getting a little older i'm probably like 12 13 now I'm starting to smarten up a little bit i'm thinking you know what Wrestling might be fake. (laughs) You can't teach these men how to fall, though. I'm pretty sure (laughs) that guy didn't hijack the Big Show's father's (laughs) dead body. I'm I'm pretty sure that's against the law. (laughs) Dude, wrestling has has randomly been in the news perfectly um, a lot over the the past couple days. Did you guys see the actual story about uh, Owen Hart's widow? No. Yeah. So apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. So apparently, um, I guess Bret Hart was on a a podcast recently, and they were talking about how, um, like, whether or not he wants Owen in the the Hall of Fame. 
and he, uh, the widow, I think her name is Martha or something like that, was like, yeah. "No, I'm I'm 100% against it just because of uh like what the WWE and as an extension the rest of the Hart family did to him." So, um she's like completely against it and Bret Hart was like, "If it was up to me, I don't care what she thinks. Uh like this should be a way Ooh. for people to honor him and remember him as opposed to she everything that she's doing is kind of um making it hard to to remember and enjoy the memories of him. So. Yeah. That's Owen Hart's wife? Yeah. Yeah. So Owen he, Hart's he, not in the Hall of Fame? No. She wow. she refuses. She refuses Damn. because of how like how, you know, I mean it, it, they killed how him. negligent they were, yeah, yeah with his death fair. and everything. I guess. But have you guys heard of uh it's on Vice. It's called Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah. I've seen a few of those. They're phenomenal. So I saw something today where like she partnered up with the dark side of the ring people and they're releasing new Owen Hart merch. And I guess like proceeds are going to the Owen Hart foundation. But I mean, it's why is this coming out? This was like 25 years ago, which I don't. Well, so in this, in this new season, I think it's going to be the last episode, but Owen Hart's death is featured. Oh, that's going to be so good. But then, yeah, yeah, it's going to be amazing. This that whole series, like last season had like Macho Man on it and it had a bunch of other stuff. This this season had like New Jack and Dino Bravo. I haven't yeah. watched a ton of I, I but, saw the um, Chris Benoit one, which was oh, awesome. Yeah. And then um what the fuck oh dude uh, what was it? I saw oh, one bro. about the Yes, yes, that yep. is the one I saw. That was hilarious. Um oh, the Chris Benoit one was so scary. That oh, was creepy, dude. That's and sad. Because a lot of it was about Eddie Guerrero too, which was very sad. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that, if you haven't seen that, so seriously, just Google like Vice Dark Side of the Ring on YouTube. Those are those are phenomenal. They're yeah, incredible. Like, uh, I'll definitely check this out. But I have a question about the Owen Hart thing. Jed, you oh, said please. that um, the money the money for the merch goes to his foundation, right? Yeah, I don't know exactly what his foundation is it called. The Hart Foundation. <laughs> okay, so this is my question. I know I already know what the answer won't be, but I'm gonna ask it anyways. <laughs> Not that every foundation has to honor that person in the way that that person died, but I'm trying to think of like, what could that foundation be about if it's not to like I don't know pay the bills for other mm. wrestlers who died tragically or something? Like, is that what it is? Other Maybe wrestlers who like fell eighty feet to their art death. Research. There's probably oh. more than you think. You ignorant. Bastard. I'm I'm on <laughs> OwenHartFoundation.org and I clicked about and here's. Here's how the about page starts. <laughs> on oh my god, this is this is crazy because it's almost timely because he died on May 23rd and it's May 19th. Like the website just this. opens up to yeah. the clip of his death. <laughs> oh my god, the website Please just no. signs you up for a bungee jumping course at whatever <laughs> arena that was. So it says oh about god. the Owen Hart Foundation, and then like there's co- there's script on the left, and then on the right is just like the sat like the saddest looking picture of like Martha and their two kids. But it starts out on May twenty third, nineteen ninety nine. My husband Owen Hart died violently and tragically after falling eight stories from the top yeah, no of shit. Temper Arena oh, in Kansas Jesus. City, Missouri, as the result of a wrestling stunt gone horribly wrong. His <laughs> death made no sense to me, and it just keeps going on and on and on, but it doesn't really He's say... He's a wrestler. Like, if, I hate, like, I love Owen Hart, but if he didn't die that day, he's, he's still... Most wrestlers are going to have some long-term effects from being... Re- especially in that era, when you would literally just hurl your body around with, with no, no regard whatsoever. I mean, Owen Hart just agreed to do that, right? I mean, I'm the type of person where 
do I think WD's, WWE's partly a fault? Yeah, of course. But it's like, I don't think I would do that unless I was like 110% sure that this was strapped in and I was like good to go. I don't think anybody forced him to do it. I know like I read quotes that Bret Hart said if he was there, like he would have made sure like he would have been like, yeah, Owen definitely would have done that. I I can see the other end of that too. I I can see Vince like pressuring people into do shit. He's kind of like that, isn't he? Aren't there like stories about that? Like pressuring Uh, guys into different storylines and stuff, which obviously isn't quite like this, but. Right. I, I mean, I'm sure like, you know, he could sit there and (laughs) tell him to do it or. They're fired, but or yeah. just like it'll put them, it'll put a lot of heat on them. I just, I just tried to like skim this entire about page, and there's not one thing like about what it benefits, and it literally comes <laughs> off as like it goes for routing an account number. It honestly, Venmo. Me. On, I'm not kidding, dude. I'm pretty sure that's what this whole foundation's about. It's like to fund her and her freaking kids. Okay, don't fine. don't quote me on it, but I don't see anything like, oh, the Owen Hart Foundation provides hmm. funding. Oh, we provide opportunities for hardworking people, have limited resources and unlimited potential. Hmm. What that does that mean? Generic sounding foundation I've, I've yeah. never heard of. It's, yeah, I do that in my free time. There's no way that doesn't go to her bank account. <laughs> but I still find it weird that is like how long has that website been up? Uh I don't know. I X'd out of it, but I think it said okay. said something like she founded it in December two thousand. Or she had the idea in oh, okay. December 2000. But you're saying, Sophie, that story just came out recently about her and Brett going back and forth about this stuff. Yeah, this is actually today and yesterday, yeah. ironically. Oh, shit. That's, that's borderline breaking news. Yeah. We we Christ may have also much. just put the, the kibosh on her foundation. Maybe. <laughs> if <laughs> the right ya. people are listening shit. to this. And they're probably not, but sorry, Mrs. Hart. I, uh, you're, <laughs> you're done. You guys were yeah, talking correctly. earlier about when you like kind of thought kind of started to think that wrestling was fake. Do you guys remember that special <laughs> that came out when well, allegedly fake, we'll say you guys remember yeah, that yeah. special on NBC. And I only remember this because of watching um, like basketball on NBC where mm-hmm. yes. it was the first I time exactly where I was like, about. Oh shit. They broke down how wrestling was quote unquote fake. So they showed, they showed, I think the guys would hold like, what would they do? Like whole razor blades, almost like the fucking Peaky Blinders or something, so that anytime that they got hit with a chair, they would go to their face to kind of hold it in pain, but really they'd be like swiping right above their eye or oh. something to start bleeding. And they'd show all these yeah. other tricks and stuff too. But anyways, that that was legitimately at the age of, yeah, I think like you, you said, Dan, 12 or 13, where I'd always mm-hmm. thought, hmm, that canvas is very bouncy. But otherwise, yeah. I was like, eh, I don't fucking know. I've never been in a fight or been hit with a chair or hit anyone else with a chair. So right. it looks real to me. Yeah. Wait, so who produced that? It wasn't produced by like WWE, I would assume. No, I want to say not. it was almost like a Dateline looking special, something like that. Almost, mm. um, or to, like a 60 minutes a type thing. Do you remember <laughs> like the magician? They did that with uh, like magician, magic ones, magicians dude. like oh, inside. I the, hate it, those. It, it, was the, it was the same exact thing. Oh, dude, that was so good. Mm-hmm. Wait. Why? I would hate that as a little kid. Finding out why magic is not magic. <laughs> I loved it. Jad, your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, I, I like, I loved I like magic, my magic growing up. Magic. So I was like, I so, totally want to see these secrets. Yeah, it, it didn't ruin it for me. Do you remember the one where they made like a tank disappear or something like that? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, well, this is on TV, so they could very easily kinda. make a tank disappear. Oh my that's, god, that's been my <laughs> argument forever. 
about like <laughs> David. I will never ever, and I've said this, and Ari can, my wife can vouch for this. I will never ever believe like David Blaine or any of that stuff unless it happens to me in real life. I just, I, I just, it's just too easy to do it on a television show. I you bet, don't think I he bet can they sign? <laughs> I don't know. Fucking millennials. There's no way you can explain some of his card tricks without so it being. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm not a believer. Are you guys Blaine Blaine believers? Shout out David Blaine. No Dad, offense. Dad, I'll let you go first. Oh, uh, you want to hear from him? I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, obviously, there's That's some kind too. of. I'm gonna. Some I'm, kind on, of I'm gonna trade to every everything. Yeah. I also don't really care. I don't spend much time thinking about this stuff, but I see it every now and then. I did just see one recently, Soapy. I think he was like with LeBron. <laughs> yeah, and, the, like, Lakers the Lakers locker room. <laughs> okay, there's a combined IQ of 19 between like <laughs> Javale McGee and Lance Stevenson, but I, I don't know. I just. There's another. Have you guys ever see, seen the show The Carbonero Effect? I think it's on True TV. I've heard of it, but that's I another one. Not. Is that it's about pasta? Uh, no, it's a magic <laughs> show. Oh, gotcha. Um, yeah, you're thinking of something different. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're thinking of like the Food Network. This is on <laughs> True TV, so I guess it must be true. But um, it's very similar to David Blaine and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just, I don't know. Quite frankly, I don't even know how we got started on this um but i'm gonna i'm gonna i'll one of those things i'll take to the grave with me not a magic believer unless i see it in real life i've never been to a real magic show so if any of our listeners want to speaking of you know donating to foundations if you want to donate and raise i don't know 100 200 to send me to see a magician i will broadcast it live and if i feel like i've been tricked by magic i'll change my stance but the, the until dan then, morse foundation the dan, <laughs> the dan morse foundation of magic <laughs> let's go see a magic and wizards game that that would work there we go. <laughs> that's perfect that would work wait that's so do you do you not believe in wizards from like i don't know the 15th century <laughs> or whatever no i don't think so oh, okay. they're not real All i right. barely believe in dinosaurs let alone let alone wizards but that's a whole nother, whole nother thing. <laughs> Typical Scientology get, guy. I don't want to get too off track here because I did want to talk about something real quick. And it's an interesting thing you brought up, Soapy. Like, when was the first time you thought wrestling was fake? I, I overstepped one of the more obvious ones of all time. And I don't remember the exact details. I'm sure Jad can fill me in where I'm missing. But it was something along the lines of uh, Mae Young having an affair oh, with Henry. <laughs> And this is all blurry to me, but I want to say giving birth to some sort of like hand. It was a hand. Glove. It was uh yeah. It was you, a can hand. you help was... fill in the context around that one because I can't remember really. Who did she date? Did so, it make more sense at the time? It was saying Mark that Henry. out loud sounds ridiculous. So like back in the day, Mark Henry's whole like shtick was sexual being chocolate. sexual chocolate. Mark Henry, no no yeah. woman could resist him, mm-hmm. and like he would he would whore himself out except. He fell in love when he encountered Mae Young, who is like some seventy-year-old woman, for, no. former wrestler, hot as fuck. <laughs> Continue. Oh god, um, yeah. So 
apparently she blew his mind so much in the sack that he fell in love and uh, she became pregnant. And that was this whole storyline. I think, honestly, they must have been like, how the hell do we get out of this? Because she's clearly not (laughs) pregnant. So one day she just went into labor and and doctors pulled out like a, a hand. Like, but uh, what does like, that mean? Like, how did they spin that to be some something realistic? Well, it, it like was. what was the next scene? Like, what did they? How did they they, they, they they literally they literally like so they like positioned the camera at her head, looking down, so you couldn't see anything. And I'm I think there were like blankets or whatever, but she like she gave birth, and the doctor the doctor was there, mm-hmm. pulled out a hand like covered in like slime and goop and they all just said oh god this is disgusting oh god the smell and then like i think they cut away to like the comment never talked about it again that that was until like years down the line i don't know if may young was still alive or not Mm. but years down the line they did some beautiful soul (laughs) yeah right (laughs) shit i'll donate to the may young foundation all day direct deposit (laughs) Floor taxes. Um, anyway, go ahead. In they uh, like they, I don't know. It was a reunion show, and I think Mark Henry was on screen or whatever. And they touted out this friggin' dude dressed in a big ass hand costume, and he was just like, "Dad." <laughs> and, like, and oh my god, dude! So, like, if <laughs> if you if the attitude era, like if you were around for the attitude era, you would like you get a cheap <laughs> yeah, pop. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, That's hilarious. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, that was one. Do you also remember, and again, I don't remember the context around this, but I remember Val Venus being held hostage by Funaki and Taka Michinoku. So yeah. you know these guys. Uh, and they like, they like yeah. cut his dick off or something, right? Yeah. They, they, they like, Do you know he, about that one, Soap? Uh, I, remember, I remember Val Venus and Taka. I don't remember that other guy. I, Val Venus, you could, how could you forget his, uh, his entrance and his theme music? Sultry. <laughs> at least but yeah that was that was that was that was up there the big show yeah. thing big show feeding uh or no excuse me big boss man feeding big show his dead dog correct no no, no. al snow al snow is dead snow. dog Pepe That's, or something excuse me how could oh, i forget yeah, al right. is a great character as well mm-hmm. um but it all kind of started really on a more like less i mean those are obviously over the top ridiculous um but some of like the kane and undertaker stuff i remember i was like following it and I was like, this storyline is is beautiful. It's great. But I was like, I don't, I really, I don't think they're really brothers. But I don't know. I wouldn't know otherwise. Because I always, as a kid, as I got smarter, it, older, I used to imagine like what this universe was like outside of like Monday night. Like, you know what I mean? I was like, wait a minute. Like, does this, does Kane just like walk around town like dressed like this and, you know, wake up <laughs> and have breakfast and just go to work on Monday? Everywhere and, he goes, there's just flames around him. At all times. Yeah. It was kind of a slow progression towards, I guess, figuring out the cold reality that... Don't some, you dare say it. Some Don't. of these things might be, uh, I hate to say it, scripted. Oh, okay. um, but all right, cut his line. <laughs> kind of a harsh reality. <laughs> um, Just kind of a harsh reality, but... I, I had suspicions mm-hmm. when <laughs> Undertaker and Kane... Like one of them was on the ramp and the other was in the ring and they started tossing lightning back and forth at each other. I was like, okay, um, there may be something here that's a little fishy. Me and my brother don't do that, but whatever. Dude, how about just um, Undertaker hang, hanging out with his buddy Paul Bearer? 
That alone guy. is so funny. Yep. R.I.P. Paul Bearer. Oh, my God. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't shout out um, another one of my classics from the mid early to mid-90s. Um, Doink the Clown and his <laughs> dink minions. <laughs> doink the cl- who's doink the clown he was another guy too right or no uh yeah he i don't know there's been like different incarnations i think the yeah. the original's dead um i i don't know uh, they they just tried to so they had a they had a pay-per-view a couple weeks ago i think this uh, last the mother's day uh money in the bank and they they filmed part of it in WWE headquarters and they had like awesome. old school people show up like brother love popped up and they had they tried to have some incarnation of of doink the clown show up and it just looked like a poor man's bozo like he looked freaking terrible <laughs> Dude, he was pretty scary too didn't he go through a phase where he was like a dark dark character yeah like it, i think that was like his debut like everybody thought oh cool a clown and then like he was just deranged or something it was the thing that freaked me out most about him it wasn't necessarily like his whole persona because he would just like pull clown pranks on on people right but that it was, was just fun. like friggin' theme music that was just creepy yeah, as creepy. shit yeah not yeah wrestling was scary back in the day dude between doink papa shango and then like the undertaker and stuff like that and dude i'll even like um uh, like Bray Wyatt in The Fiend and what he's doing now. I'll turn that on now and then. That shit's terrifying. Oh, I got oh, one. Oh, God, yeah. A, a guy that I thought was terrifying as a kid, and then now I kind of identify with Gold Dust. <laughs> That's hilarious for so many reasons. <laughs> you are, yeah. If you were a wrestler, you would, you have, you're a Gold Dust. But he just went off the rails. Like, when he first came out, I understood his character. Right, right. Jad? He was like a failed... Like movies was he wasn't a porn star, right? No, he was like, he was a, like a failed Hollywood star, or like a yeah. he act, he acted literally like like if the Golden Globe, you know, like the, the Oscar trophy, if it was a real life like human, that was Goldust. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But then remember, like going into the Attitude Era, I remember he started wearing like women's clothes and like dyeing his hair. Yeah. And it was just a completely different character. And dude, I remember his theme music was just like loud sirens and like. <laughs> awkward like loud noises do you remember that am i making that up uh it was I like mean, oh, it was something like that yeah all right i guess yeah, if I mean, we're gonna that... just besmirch the guy's good name then we can talk about someone else <laughs> we can move on <laughs> next question well, hold on didn't um didn't he have like a, a sidekick girlfriend too or am i imagining that oh, oh luna vachon yeah she's with no, the attitude with, era during like that freakish area but before yeah. that like when he first came out it was uh it was his real life wife, but like her on screen character was uh, named Marlena. There, yes. yeah, that's, that's who I'm thinking of. Dude, yeah, apparently he's in. Jed, is he in AEW now or no? Yep, yeah, he is. Well, his brother what is kind of like one of the heads of it. So, who's oh, Cody okay. wrote? Is that his son or his brother? That, that's his little brother. Yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Damn. Yeah. No, there was that close in age. Did yeah. he? And then he had. He was with Terry Reynolds for a little bit too, wasn't he? Yeah, so that was the Marlena girl, and then oh, it was okay. Yeah, then oh, yeah. they did a storyline where like she stopped being Marlena and she just started being like Terry Reynolds. But yeah, got you. Goldust also one of the greatest signature moves of all time. Shattered dreams. Shattered dreams. <laughs> He'd line you up and just kick you in the nuts, oh. <laughs> and then put you down for a pinfall. <laughs> what yeah. else? An American what? hero. True American <laughs> hero. 
one of my heroes, certainly one of Sophie's bigger influences in life. Um, so <laughs> how do you great guy. Love- of all people, how do you identify with him? Ooh. I well, yeah, this this podcast isn't long enough for that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was just and again, I think this all started when we went back to somehow transitioning from Last Dance. Um, but seeing Rodman carry over, uh, that that was cool. So you know, Sophie and I were probably going to do a separate episode, just kind of wrapping it up in general, but. Yeah, that was just the... Uh, oh, actually, I know what I wanted to ask you, Jad, while we have you. I also saw that WWE Network is releasing that thing on The Undertaker, too. Yeah, they have a... Two, they've been doing it, like, every Sunday. Oh, they've been doing it, like, every Sunday, two episodes each Sunday for ten episodes, five weeks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for last That's just a good formula. Damn, I yeah. realized that. They There's should do a, something like that with MJ. The Last Burial. <laughs> the Last, <laughs> the last <laughs> Burial. <laughs> Yeah, they have uh, two episodes of it out. The, the first one came out Mother's Day. The second one was this oh, past nice. Sunday. There's another one coming out this Sunday. Yeah, pretty is it good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, I think it's great. Well, I mean, is it never like is it like Last Dance? Like, is it a is it a like long running history of the Undertaker with kind of a focus on current day and then uh, like going back in time or? It more so focuses on because um, he was supposed to retire like uh, a few years. Five hundred times. He, he yeah, should have retired. He said ten retirement matches. Yeah, he. So like his last one, I think it was twenty eighteen. Um, he was supposed to retire at that WrestleMania, and then like they he, they did the send off, but he was right, the so, like, Roman Reigns one. Yeah, yeah. I so he, that. you were over for that, yeah, right? I was at your house. Yeah, one of the best nights of my life. Right. That was one of those WrestleManias that was legit seven hours long. It started at like four o'clock. And I think yeah, I left I, at one in the morning. <laughs> I think that was literally like one of the first ones that ran stupidly long. Oh, God. Yeah, that, that was, that was um, Universal. Yeah. That was, that, was, that was supposed to be it. And yeah. then um, he wasn't happy with it. He was like, he had a hip issue or whatever and just wasn't healthy. He even says like in the in the latest episode that came out that like, he looked old. He was overweight. He was slow. He was injured, whatever. Mm. Uh, and he was just like pissed. He was pissed at like how bad he felt like he looked. So yeah, he got he surgery and it just kind of chronicles great. like the last two years. I wish he never turned oh, into the American okay. badass. Like I, I think he's mind look, that for a little bit. Yeah. I th- and I think you naturally have to change anyways, because after a while you can't just be the, the same guy with wearing all black except for the purple socks. But I thought that look was so cool back in the day, like the original Undertaker yeah. with the the fedora, mm-hmm. the long black, like the coat. gray vest. Yeah, yeah, yeah I thought that Undertaker was so cool, but I guess yeah, it was. Know. No, that that one was good. Um, yeah, ever since he turned into like the Ministry Undertaker, that's when he kind of got a little strange. And then I think he went into American. I don't remember how he transitioned into that. Do you, Jed? Like, what was there a storyline around why he... one day he just came out on a motorcycle? Yeah, like. Jacket? He had like a and no one uh, ever bothered to ask him. He had like a buried alive match, I think, and he lost uh, and he got buried and then he just you. came back as American fuck. badass. And then I think he got buried again and then came back as like dead man again. Buried back. Buried back match. Buried <laughs> buried already dead match. <laughs> that was good stuff. Um what was I gonna say? Yeah, so no, I think um I, I am going to check that out. I didn't know if I, I was hoping it was kind of more like Last Dance, like where they the the core of it is around current day, and then they kind of show highlights of back in the day, like building the story. So there's really nothing about like his life 
like how he got into wrestling in his early years and stuff like that? Not, not that I remember. It's they pretty much have focused on well, and it's called the last ride because his last ride, his last match was supposed to be at that mania. So they've it would kind of chronicled like leading up to that point and then after that point. So it's I, I think gonna eventually kind of catch up to obviously current day, but it's just like it's similar to Last Dance, but they don't really the <laughs> the flashbacks are just like within the last couple of years. Dude, imagine if if uh, I know this is the Undertaker, but imagine if this is about Nitro, and so they told the the whole story the same way, except they tell it from the perspective of Rodman going back to the NBA Finals and then being pissed, <laughs> like, "Oh, yeah. you motherfucker! We I'll thought great we, with that. we thought we had yeah. you for a couple of matches here." Dude. It's yeah, it just shows Eric Bischoff, like, you know what? Like we had a huge a huge taped non television show in frickin' Cleveland on Wednesday night and Dennis just said, Hey, I I'm I'm going to play in game four of the NBA finals tonight and he just didn't show up. And then we didn't see him till next Sunday at the at the pay per view and but that's just Dennis being Dennis. You know, we had to we had to understand he had he had a side hustle, you know, playing power forward for the Chicago Bulls. And we had to honor that for him. Mean Gene yeah, that, doing like a, a press interview. <laughs> Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> he just died, didn't he? Mean Gene, I think within within the last year, year and a half. I think someone just died. I think within uh Fink. Finkel uh, died. Howard That's Finkel. right. Yeah. God, it's another real one pouring out for him. Finkel is Einhorn. What do you think is the life expectancy for a wrestler? Fit like fifty? Mid fifty. How many yeah. of these guys are still alive now? I think well, it de- I think it depends if like you like early like those '80s '90s wrestlers. I mean, I guess they're dying of old age anyway at this point. They're getting old. Yeah, but dude, old. it's like a wrestler would die. How many wrestlers do you think would die a year back in the day? At least like five, like high profile names would die. Dude, have you guys seen how Maybe Shawn a- Michaels looks? Hey, he looks like dog shit. Oh he's he's the cross. Yes, he, he has a wicked wonky eye. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's the wonky eye champ. <laughs> wonky eyed. <laughs> Wanks like up. like one of his eyes is almost in his other eye socket. <laughs> no offense, Sean, if you hear this. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's just gonna have one eye with two pupils floating around. You're still like my top three. And then his other eyes are gonna look like the Undertaker, and it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> I'm sure you guys who, who remember that you... story about the British Bulldog in uh, I don't even remember what event that was, but where he was so fucking coked up that they had to Bret Hart had to like walk him through the match. Do you guys remember I, Bulldog or Shawn Michaels? Bulldog. I think oh, it was. I don't know about that. That's incredible, though. Yeah, it was um, It was one of the pay-per-view events, and I'm pretty sure that they did it in Wembley Stadium in England. Oh, my so SummerSlam? Like, huge that was a good up. match, too. Yeah. Yeah, so if you look up the story, it's something like he was – I I want to – he was he's basically Rodman. Like, they didn't know where he was the night before or something, something like that. Mm. And, um, and he was scripted to – sorry – uh, we can edit that word out. He was expected <laughs> to win the match, and Bret he was Hart, heavily favored in the match. Yeah, and Bret Hart um, was supposed to he he was supposed to like lose in a certain fashion, but he he essentially had to like walk him through and almost like whisper in his ear what um, Bulldog was supposed to do next. If you guys wow. look it up, it's a really good That's story. Impressive. But it, it's just like, like damn, these guys are fucking that. rock stars and uh, can't can't live past. Um, yeah, like 50. I, I don't even remember him before he had the short hair. Because this match was when he had, uh, I think he looked completely different. He didn't have, like, the army buzz cut that he had. Uh, oh, yeah. Later yeah. That, was, that was until later. 
yeah. long yeah, braided was... hair with like beads at the end or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't even remember yeah. that version of him, but that's when the story's from. There's a lot of cool shit like that. <clears throat> um, a lot of it is like in that Vice show Jad was talking about. There's a, a really good Montreal Screwjob one too. Have you seen that one? Ooh, is that I the have... wrestling with shadows? Maybe. Uh, like maybe it wasn't Vice. My bad. It was something I saw on YouTube. That was so good. It those, might have those been. stories are incredible. Been. I don't know. Like the story, like Soapy just told. You know, any any wrestling like behind the scenes are always so good because you know there's so much more to it than like the performance. You know that you're seeing like. Again, like script, you know what I mean? Like how, how it's supposed to roll out that these are normal guys just like doing. I used to always love also seeing like it's on Netflix. Have you seen Beyond the Mat? That was like an actual produced like documentary probably like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, I think I saw it a while ago. Though. A big focus on it was with Rock and Mankind uh, at the I Quit match in 99, which was one of like the most like vicious matches I've ever oh, seen. That was crazy. And it's crazy because it's like everyone's kids are there. And it's like Mankind or Mick Foley, like talking to his wife and kids like, all right, like daddy's got to go out and do his thing. Just remember, like, remember, this isn't real. Remember, daddy's OK. And then The Rock comes up to him and he's like, oh, hey, it, it, it's hilarious how they produce it. Because it's like The Rock talking to Mick Foley's family about like a recent trip they did in Disney World. And like, oh, like you went on all the rides and Mick's like, oh, yeah, they're so brave. They did this and that. Oh, well, it's great to see you guys. Gives his wife a hug. And then it literally cuts to the next scene of The Rock, like throwing Mankind off like a 20 foot like, thing <laughs> into like an electrical table and him being like unconscious <laughs> on the ground and rock saying like it was an i quit match so you had to get the yeah. other say i quit he's like say i quit you bitch <laughs> like, <laughs> the mic to his mouth and then it cuts to like mick foley's kids in the stands like crying and their his wife has to like take him out and then after the match it goes right back to like before like oh like great match like your dad's a your dad's a real fighter, like this, this, and that. It's like, dude, if that was, if I was one of those kids watching this guy like kill my dad, I'd be like, yo, like, fuck you, like get out of here, bro. <laughs> well, the, there was me. like, there was an issue. I think a little, I don't know if it was a big one or for a long time or whatever, but I guess like stuff that I've watched or heard throughout the years about that match, like The Rock beat the shit out of mankind like with a steel chair if you that was one where it's like this this i get it it's fake but it's like this is a beating like they are (laughs) they are taking some serious lumps and back then like they they would do headshots with chairs and mick foley like never covered up like he would just straight up take it and i guess (laughs) i think it was like eight hard ass chair shots to the friggin' head and he like I guess he afterwards, Mick was like, I kind of like lost trust in him or like I kind of felt like he I don't I don't like yeah, there was just I know some kind of like he felt yeah. I don't know. Like, well, there's nothing you can do. Like you can't yeah. just like ask for a timeout like in the middle of the live match. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, I think there was a point where he, where he had him handcuffed in that match, too, wasn't it? Yeah. He just beat him repeatedly over the head with a chair. Mm hmm. I think like that's the time that he was talking about. Like he, I think his, this I think is he's getting little, behind his body. Yeah, and he just God. I could he, use a quick breather, but yeah. okay. Get this over with. Ease, ease up a little bit, huh? He, wow, Jesus Christ, Dwayne. <laughs> he'd freaking kill him. And he's like, uh, hey, you know, that's my head, right? <laughs> You're welcome to try hitting me in the lower back a couple times. <laughs> this this one's the only one I get. Can you ease you know, up? Uh, there's literally a camera crew watching my kids watch this 
as you're doing this. So. I always He's thought when the guys would get like pulled and uh, thrown into the the three step stairs leading up to the ring, oh, even though that thing yeah. was like collapsible and it would just fucking yeah. get that shoved away. Those stairs were like pointy metal, like sharp metal. Yeah. I didn't understand how guys yep. didn't get fucked up from that. Yeah. Well, dude, I remember, I think I remember this more, and we'll wrap up soon, but one last thing. I remember this, I think it was more in WCW. Do you remember before, like, the barricades separating the stands? They were, like, they were just, Steel like, grade. metal fences. Yeah, down to, like, people's, like, it was, like, lower than some people's waists, like, in the front row. Like, there was yep. nothing separating from them. So guys going into the crowd was way more common. And then I remember WWE had, like, the actual, like, padded, big, you know, pretty you know pretty big barricades and stuff like that but i just remember one of the, i think my favorite memories from that era too and we were talking about this oh i know what i want to ask you jad we were talking about this last week soapy remember we had an episode i don't know if you heard this one but we we're talking about like sport like if you could do one like sport thing in your life mm-hmm. like what would you choose so we for example like like to be able to like dunk on someone or like hit a major league home run or like a hole in one or something like that i threw out the idea I don't think there'd be much better than like one of those classic like ladder matches. Like when the guy who wins is so exhausted, like just climbs up, like strips the belt, like the ladder gets like pushed out from him and he just like falls down with the belt. Like um, crowd goes crazy, huge pop, blah, blah, blah. That was like one of my favorite things to see back in the day when like they had the legit like peak crowds. Like yeah. everyone had a sign, like volleyballs being thrown or beach balls rather being kicked around, stuff like that. I remember specifically the Rock and Triple H's ladder match at SummerSlam uh, 98 when he got like the powder or whatever like thrown in his eyes. Yeah. So he, could, he couldn't even see. He comes down. He falls down with the belt. That was sick. But I remember more so on WCW's was even like crazier because you remember that night when Goldberg first won, right? Mm-hmm. The, the ring was literally littered with like garbage. And I don't know where it came from. People were, were like throwing toilet paper rolls like into the ring. <laughs> And throwing like legit like garbage like their beer cups into the into the ring that was one of the biggest like pop like standing ovations i've ever seen that like era was so there'll never be anything like that well even when it, like that reminded me of like when hogan turned in the mm-hmm. nwo That's... like started when he was the third man that i've mm-hmm. never seen so much trash get thrown <laughs> and i don't know how, like how is it not regulated more like imagine like and that it's not like this was like after hours so that'd be like three minutes left in like the fourth quarter of a basketball game and just people for some reason just throwing their garbage like onto the court <laughs> while people are like trying to play around it. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever see that. I don't know. Probably I'd not. I'd love to, love to be a part of it. Um, dangerous. Wasteful. Disgusting. Definitely not in corona times. Definitely. Oh, God. Certainly can't be garbage on the field. Very immature is the irresponsible immature is the way to put it. Yeah. Um, Hey, quick so question. Let's, oh, God, what? I just know, I don't know if it's because we came up for time, but neither one of you guys mentioned the Honky Talk Man. <laughs> yeah, he's, a, he's an obvious goat. He's up there. Um, no, very vibrant personality. If you ask me about Mount Rushmore, it's just Honky Tonk Man four times. I mean, that's the only answer. <laughs> Wasn't a uh, big fan of him. I would probably uh, put Doink and his three midgets up. Doink and then three midget clowns for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Honky Tonk. There were some absurd. Like, I'm trying to think of like some of those like mid card guys that I really, really Duke, enjoyed. Duke the Dumpster Drosy. I was a big <laughs> fan of him. Real life garbage man. 
Remember Draws? Puke. Oh, God. <laughs> he was cool. Poor um, guy. Who else? I, I I really liked some like the mid card guys on Nation, like Mark Henry and D'Lo Brown. They were always cool. Yeah. Uh, I really liked the Hardy Boys before they got, you know, like too big. Before like all those big ladder matches and stuff, they were so fucking cool. That was another great, great. I don't know which one segment rivalry. Like when those three way, the the peak of like tag team with the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudley Boys. Those matches were absolute must watch yeah and they they never got old there are some matches you see over and over and like some you get sick of like the first time others Mm -hmm. you can watch forever and i could watch them friggin forever man always who was hawk and animal legion Legion of doom Doom. road warriors oh yeah okay they were the guys with the shoulder pads with the spikes yeah would have been you know undefeated champs ever if they were allowed to wear those but i still yeah. don't know why they i that's, don't know maybe that's like be who ta- tackles gronk uh later this year <laughs> i wonder if they'll let gronk wear spiked shoulder pads <laughs> in tampa bay i don't I got, know if that would violate an nfl rule or like how does he determine if he's if he's on wwe's clock or on the nfl's clock yeah like how does he know which one he's currently doing He's just trying to be yo soy social distance fiesta. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jake um, the Snake is another good. I don't know if you call him mid card, but I, I Jake thought the it was Snake. A hilarious Jake the Snake is great. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? Big out. Should be if he's not. I think he is. Um. Yeah, Jake the Snake's good. I remember when he had who was he had feuds with with his snakes. Was it Macho Man who actually? Yeah. Did? That was cool. Oh my god. Man, who killed the earthquake? Killed. Someone killed the snake, right? Was it Earthquake or Yokozuna? <laughs> I think sat so. on it from the top rope. <laughs> I Jeez. think so. I think it was Earthquake. I literally think he like climbed his three hundred pound fat ass up to like the second or top turnbuckle and just, just squashed sat it. on his snake and killed yeah, him. Yeah, sure. that was Jesus. That was like one of the first ones of like, yeah. I hope this is fake because that's sounds like animal cruelty, and someone should probably no, look into say, this. I was about to say a lot of uh, a lot of tragic. Yeah. Uh, wrestling deaths in this episode that being the yeah. most very tragic episode yeah r.i.p that was either uh what were snakes damien and lucifer right i think so yeah is I there a damien and damien lucifer and... foundation <laughs> dlf helping underprivileged snakes that uh show potential <laughs> <laughs> Proceeds benefiting the children and eggs of Damien and Lucifer at the time of death. I would I would definitely donate to that. Um, <laughs> somehow it's just a just a money laundering scheme for like bootleg snakeskin like underground boots and clothing. Oh man, Jake the Snake's alive, right? I think I just saw him on like a podcast or something. Yeah, he's uh, he's in AEW as a manager now. Yeah, really? Damn, I should probably his, check uh, that out. Alcoholism, completely sober. Yeah, I, don't get, I don't see how you can go through wrestling without having a drug or an alcohol problem. I honestly don't think anyone has. Like, is there ever been a clean and sober like wrestler? CM Punk is straight really? edge. Is that yeah. true? Yeah, no, legit. Like, he's he talks all the time about being straight edge. He's wow. the only one though that I seriously. I'm not being sarcastic. Do you think that he takes steroids though? Nah, those uh, guys. Don't steroids. Him definitely. <laughs> he's not that big. Yeah, no, he's. Like he he left for a while and tried to tried to get in UFC and he like he got shredded. But I mean he's he did actually a have a fight, right? Guy. 
got fucked up. Uh, he had a couple, yeah. Oh, really? They didn't go so well for him. Yeah. Well, what are you going to do? Yeah, those guys in like the 80s, 90s, those were legit like bodybuilders mm-hmm. wrestling. Like that's not that's not a healthy lifestyle. Cocaine, steroids, and you work 350 days a week traveling all over the country. Yeah, it's a good mm. formula. Yeah. I wonder how these guys are suicidal and fucking die by the time they're 40. Anyway, um, so good stuff here. Dude, we need to do this again, Jad, for sure. There's that's a lot. Good time, man. I'm always fun. down. Appreciate it. It's a good time. Um, but before I let you go, I want to make sure we, we plug everything you got going on. So where can people find you? Where can people find all of the stuff you got going on with uh, the Jabroni Radio we were talking about earlier? Yeah, so my my stuff, my socials, I'm jabbing the radio on everything, J-A-double-D on the radio, Jabroni Radio um, on all the socials. And then uh, to, to listen to the station, you go to jabroninetwork.com. Uh, the player should pop right up. If it doesn't auto start, you just got to hit play and uh, – and you're good to go. But also on that page is you can access the uh, the Three Jeronis podcast. So yes, definitely, man. Shout I got I got to check that show out more. Um, yep. If it's similar to some of the stuff we're talking about here, that I bet it's really good. Yeah, um, same, same line. It sounds like people. I think are probably the best bet, and we'll put this all in the show notes and stuff so people can find it. But I feel like if people are you know friend you on Facebook and stuff, I know I know you kind of uh, notify people when the show's going live and stuff like that on Facebook too. So that's probably the easiest way to get a hold of these shows, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there's like I'll do a Facebook live a a few times a week, a few nights a week, you know, play trivia in the background. And I kind of try to integrate like the trivia with the station. So like if if you're the winner of the week, like you get to play pick and host like a block of music on the station. So try to just play anything we want. Anything. Yeah. And it's like it's an it's an Internet station. So it's not like I don't have to be regulated by like the FCC so I can play swear. So I play like the unedited versions of songs because like this the mm. version. Sophie, are you thinking what I'm thinking? Well, I was we going to ask for the up on our Roads, uh, intro go. music <laughs> on loop for three hours. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But Jad has to wear the costume. Of course. That's a no brainer, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, and play the part. Okay, cool. So shout out Jad Namani, you're the man. Thanks for dropping Thank you, by. Man. Yeah, thanks, um, man. Thank you guys. Make sure you hop on, uh, check us out on Apple, Spotify, freaking Anchor, wherever the hell else this thing is playing. Keep showing us love on the uh, social handles. Leave us a review, comment, helps us out. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace. Later. See ya.